Daily Dingers returns. It is Tuesday, July 27th. I'm Steve Armato being joined by Steve Inman. Um, fresh off my bachelor party weekend in Chicago. It was it was a lot of fun. I probably left a piece of myself there, which was not a bad thing. Um, Wrigley was awesome. City was awesome. Um, Jack, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Jack came out. We went to the game together. Um, Jack is a maniac, and I love every second of it. We'll talk about that at a later date. But uh, Steve, welcome back to the show. Actually, we did do a parlay Friday, but the last show with official picks, you were on. So how are we doing? Steve, I'm great. It's trade deadline week. We're talking baseball. What could be better than this? Nothing's better than this. We're, we're back at it. Trade deadline. Um, all right. Speaking of trade deadline, here we go. We're going to stay on the Chicago subject. Okay? So we talked a little bit about this pre-show. Um, I was just feeling like I went to the game Saturday, and I was feeling like Cubs fans just don't care anymore because they lost 7-3 to the D-backs, and you would have thought that they won the World Series after the game that where we were partying we went to this place sluggers they got like the batting cage upstairs um yeah it's like the place is insane it wasn't even about the batting cage it was just like where we were located in the place was like the best place the best area to be and you would have thought they won the world series like people party it was crazy right so like do you think like they got their world series in 20 it's two things do you think they got their world series in 2016 and now it's like we're blowing it up and we don't care or is it more of a product of it's a Saturday day game at Wrigley and we're just here to party. I think it's both. I mean, it's been a slow burn to get to this point for the Cubs, right? Like this is not a team that was great for the last four years competing for world series and then just had one off year. Like they've been slowly deteriorating the last few years. It started with, you know, Jake Arietta leaving. Now he's back, but he's like a corpse and you know, <laughs> the biases, the Rizzo's, they're all kind of having down years. You, you, they've been discussing Chris Bryant trades now for two years. So my guess is Cub fans are a little numb from this, and they kind of understand, look, we got our ring. Our core is going to come at the seams and, and leave, and it's over, and we should enjoy what we had. And at the same time, it's a day game. It's Wrigleyville. You've got batting cages in bars. Like It's a great opportunity to have a great time with your friends, as you did. Yeah. It, yes. It was a great opportunity to do that. Um, I was just like, we, so we left the game early. First of all, if you go to Wrigley and you sit in the bleachers, it is like a million degrees, like yes. a million degrees. It, there is no refuge in the bleachers from any, and there's no refuge from the sun. It didn't help that I was drinking vodka lemonades from the stand in like, in like left field by the foul pole. I just kept yeah. going over there, just getting new ones that didn't help. But I mean, it was like the third inning, and I just looked around, and we were like, we got to go. It's way too hot. Third inning. Third inning. Third inning. I was like, it's way too hot. They're playing the D-backs. Like where, and then a couple my, – my cousins actually left at, after like the first inning. We got there like an hour and a half before the game, which is way too early. I know you have to get your seats at general admission and stuff because like first come, first serve. But they, we saw the stadium, and they were like, I'm out of here. They're like, we're at Sluggers. There's air conditioning. You should probably come here. And I went there, and I didn't leave there until like 11.30 at night. It was like a good double – it was like a double shift at at the bar, you know? Um, But there is no refuge from the sun, man. It is like the hottest area to be. Yeah. When I was there, I was under like under like this awning, and there's seats there that you just like can't see anything. And I was complaining 
I was like, oh, it's so annoying. I got to go like this. I got to, you know, move around to see different angles. And then I realized, wait, like if you look at the bleachers, they were roasting over there. And yeah. so I was probably better off where I was, where we watched two games there in two days and it was hot, but it wasn't like we have to get out of here. And, you know, the Mets won a couple of games there, so it made it even better. Yeah, I mean, if the Mets played, I'd be staying for the whole game. Um, I really just wanted to see the stadium. And then to put on top of that, we were, I mean, we were out the entire night before. So you go hangover, you start drinking early again. And now you're in the game. Early day game. And like those fans are animals too. I mean, it was great. They were, Cubs fans, they were maniacs in the bleachers over there. It was fantastic stuff. But like, man, like it was so hot. It was so hot. I've never, I've never, and then I've never experienced like I've experienced heat, but like when there's no re- no refuge from the sun and you're hungover already, and then you start drinking again, oh, insane. I gotta up when Jack gets, Jack made me take a shot of like a Chicago staple called like Malork. It literally tasted like dirt covered in wood. It was the most disgusting. If I never, I will never drink. Maybe that. it was. Yeah. It was. It was terrible. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. We'll get off that. Let's move on now. Um, Today's picks, Steve. Um, best bets today, Tuesday. All the games start tonight. It's July 28th. What do you have going tonight as your best bet? Yeah, we're going to stick on the Cubs team. I'm going with them over the Reds. You know, the Reds stink. And it looks like their last hurrah was at 15-11 loss to the Mets, right, where everyone's homering, everyone's hitting. They have not pitched well since then, more or less. And – Vladimir Gutierrez, who had a nice couple starts to start his big league career, looks like he got figured out. The Cubs have that backbreaking loss for the Reds last night where Javi Baez goes yard off my guy, Amir Garrett. And unfortunately, I think the Reds are done. I think the Cubs are a better team than people are giving credit for, considering how they're about to break up this entire team. But let's go with the Cubs. It's minus 180, so not the best odds here, but I think they're the lock of the night. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the the Reds are just absolute toast. Yeah. Right. Like they're they're toast. They can't pitch. Um I and there's no honestly, there's just no coming back from what the Reds have had to go through the last couple of weeks. Like just the pitching's bad and it's not getting any better. The bullpen's been bad all year. It's the worst in baseball. They lost Castellanos too, and, and Winker right. has really taken a step back after an all-star first half. So it's it's tough because there's not enough here. There's just not enough pieces here in what has become a very good division. Right, exactly. So I'm with you on that in agreement. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with a first five. I'm going Blue Jays, first five, minus 125 against the Red Sox. This is all I'm thinking here. You got Garrett, Garrett Richards is going for the Red Sox. He Everybody knows he stinks. He was a sticky stuff guy. Ever since then, like he's just been awful. Um, I think the Blue Jays have the ability to pound him, especially for the first for the first five innings, especially. The other side, Robbie Ray's going, who's been he's been really good. The Red Sox can hit, but I just I think Garrett Richards is not nearly as good as Robbie Ray is. So I think the Blue Jays, I don't trust their bullpen at all. So I'm gonna take the minus twenty five minus one twenty five for the first five. Blue Jays in Fenway, uh, straight fade of Richards here. I definitely like that. I'd have to look at the spin rates and whatnot to see if Richard's a sticky stuff guy or it's a I haven't pitched basically in five years and I've ran out of gas in July guy because we've seen a lot of that with our guy Taiwan Walker with the Mets too. Like 
he was dominating and all of a sudden he just fell off a cliff the last couple starts. I wonder if that's with Richards too. He's a guy who has not had a long, you know, season, right? He's a hundred inning guy at best. So I wonder if that's the situation, but at the same time, those Blue Jays mash and a guy, whether it's sticky stuff or fatigue, I like that a lot. Yeah, the bat, the matchup's just not good for him tonight. Um, so I'm just going to stay away from the bullpen there. Uh, and then <clears throat> underdogs. I didn't really love the underdog slate today, but you have a good one. I like, what, I like your pick here. What do you got? I'm really surprised I got these odds as I did, but I'm going with the A's over the Padres at plus 135. I'm going to say the A's spoiled the great Adam Frazier debut in San Diego tonight. James Caprillion has just been the better starting pitcher over Chris Paddock. Paddock's been very up and down the last few years, while Caprillion has been amazing for the A's. It's really surprising to see what he's done. He was actually a piece in the Sonny Gray trade, which seems like decades ago at this point. Wow. But I think, you know, these two teams are more evenly matched than we give credit for. While San Diego is a more flashy team, the A's continue to win games year after year after trading off big pieces. Matt Olson has had an MVP caliber season. I really like the A's here, and I just think the odds are too great at plus 135 to ignore them. Yeah, and I, I see why – I could see why they're, like, plus that number – I guess it's because they're going to an NL. They go to an NL park against a good team. They lose a DH, whatever. They have a better starting pitcher, and their lineup is still good. Um, so I, I that's just like way too juicy to lay off of, in my opinion. So I'm in agreement with you there. I'm going to. All right, we talked about it. I did it anyway. I know you said this. Yeah, I know you said you didn't love this one, but I didn't really love anything else. So I am going with the Nats plus a hundred tonight. In Philly. I know you don't like it because tough loss last night and because now they're talking about trading everybody. This could work two ways here. Well, actually, let's start. First of all, they're facing Matt Moore. And I, I know they have Eric Fetty going for them. But, like, Matt Moore isn't good, let's be honest. And also the Phillies' bullpen isn't good. So if it comes down to two bad starting pitchers here, I the Nats have a better bullpen. Also, it's – plus 100 isn't, like – it's not terrible, and it's probably going to move to minus money as the game goes. And I think a lot more – I'm going more contrarian here. I think a lot more people are going to be thinking the way you're thinking, where they're they're saying they're trading everybody. They're saying they're waving the white flag. I don't think the players really care about that. The players are going to show up and play. I think they'll I think they'll show up tonight in Philly. I mean, they're still professionals. They're going to show up. Maybe some of them are actually trying to get traded. So I – look, and I don't think the Phillies are very good. I know they've been winning some games. and stuff. I, I still don't think the Phillies are that good. So I'm going to go Nats plus 100, short underdog. Um, that's that's how I'm thinking. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, we talked about it last week where we made some money off me saying Matt Moore might be the worst starting pitcher in a rotation in today's game. He got blown up in that last start, right? Yeah. So yeah. for the Nats, who still have some bats like Trey Turner and Soto, they could hit Matt Moore. That's not crazy to think. I would just recommend for that you wait until near game time to get that going because all of a sudden Trey Turner gets traded at two o'clock today, hypothetically, or, you know, some of these other veteran guys get moved. Those odds could either be better for you, or you might not want to touch that if they wind up losing a lot of things because it's hug watch time. It's true. Now, when I got, here's my thing. I all, I know what you just said. My thing is I feel when you got a guy like a Trey Turner or Max Scherzer, or even a Chris Bryant, normally 
those this is gonna bite me in the ass. I'm telling you, I'm gonna say this, and then this guy's gonna get traded at like three o'clock. Normally, yeah. those those deals go down to the wire. Like normally, those deals go down to like four p.m. on deadline day. Normally, for guys like that, I'm not saying that it's not gonna happen today, but usually with those big names, it goes down to like the final minute. I think it depends on who the guy is, right? Like if it's Trey Turner, who probably has not been on the trade market that long, I think that makes sense. But like Chris Bryant's been on the market for two years. Like I know we know. I mean, the Cubs know more or less. This is what we can get at teams. Like, can they squeeze something else out twenty minutes before the deadline? Maybe, but maybe not. So it's like anything could happen at this point, and just be on alert. And I'm probably just reeling a little bit from my whole Nelson Cruz is going to homer thing. Then he gets traded, and of course, game one with the Rays, he homers. Doesn't count for me, of course. Doesn't, but at least it was voided, and you got money back. So that's that's correct. Okay. Correct. That's that's okay. We're, we're trying to help people. We're not trying to help people void bets. We're trying to help people win bets. I know. I know. I, I, I understand that. I see your frustration there. So that brings us to our daily dinger. So um, who do you have today and you think they're going to play? I had to do that. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because we're doing – it's a Cub theme today. Javi Baez had his moment last night, his goodbye to Wrigley. I'm going to say Chris Bryant has his tonight plus 250, you know, Brian is hitting 425 with four bombs in 10 games against the Reds. Awful pitching this year. I think he goes deep tonight. I think this is his last hurrah with the Cubs with the trade deadline coming up. I think, I, I mean, that one to me seems really good. Plus 250. Yeah, it's actually kind of sad that he's getting traded after like he played left field on Saturday and the fans were just going like nuts. It's just, it, I mean, I hope he comes to the Mets now, honestly. But, um, like, it's just – it is the end of an era for the Cubs. Um, and it's kind of sad to watch after, like, you know, they won the World Series. They did all the stuff they said they were going to do. Um, and a lot of – you know, a lot of teams have these prospects and they come up and a lot of them don't pan out. I feel like the Cubs, they did a good job. And uh, it's sad to see. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to actually sprinkle a little money on that tonight because – the Reds pitching is is horrific. And now speaking of horrific pitching, my daily dinger, I'm going with Bryce Harper. I know I picked the Nats to win like the game. It. I'm still taking Bryce to Homer. He's plus 250. Um, he owns Fetty. I mean, who doesn't these days? Um, he's 6 for 15 with four home runs against this guy. I don't expect that to slow down at the Little League field in uh, Philly tonight, known as Citizens Bank. So uh, give me Bryce to go yard and the Nats and then the Phillies to lose that game. But Bryce going yard, plus 250 is Bryant's got the same odds. That is not a typical home run prop number. Usually that's like plus three-ish. Yeah. So the books are kind of expecting that, I feel. And that's a guy who you don't have to worry about getting traded today. So feel free to put that bet in whenever you please. Uh, he's locked. I already put it in. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. At put a little, awesome. little, little 10 spot on that guy. It's good. All right. Nerfy. Let's – Let's hear it. We got we got last thing of the day here is our nerfy pick. What do you foresee? I'm going with Tigers at Twins. It's Tyler Alexander against Kenta Maeda at plus 105. You know, after a horrific start to the season, Kenta Maeda has really stabilized himself. He's got a 2.35 ERA over his last four starts. Opponents are hitting, you know, 173 off Maeda in that span. And meanwhile, if you look at Tyler Alexander's numbers, he's been pretty serviceable this season. The Tigers haven't hit much. 
all year, and I don't really expect the cruiseless twins to do the same. So I like that at plus 105. I, I'm i not going to say whether I like it or not because I don't want to put the little the hex on you here. I don't want to put the jinx on you, but I will say this. You can bring it. It's okay. We're a team. I'm going to say – Murphys are together. That's true. So I, I am going to say this about Kenton Maeda. I really wish he didn't have such a bad start because he was my preseason AL side. Yeah. But he's been a lot better lately. I was looking at those numbers and I was like, you see some stuff that looks at back sometimes. And I was looking, and I was like, why are the twins are bad like minus two ten against the Tigers who have a better record? I looked at my eight of stats and I was like, that's why. It's like yeah. that's exactly why. So uh, he's been a lot better. I'm going to ride with you here on this one. Um, if it loses, though, I will not take the blame. No, you shouldn't. That's on me. No. I get it. But also, don't sleep on Tyler Alexander either. He's been pretty good in his three big league seasons, ERA around four. You know, he's a, a nice back-of-the-rotation starter against a team in the Twins who don't hit much. So I like this for, you know, both sides. I think there's going to be no run scored in the first inning. And I think there's value there, so I'm I, I like that a lot. Um, and you know that's that's really that's a good day. That's a good first day back for me here with with all our, <laughs> with all our picks. Um, Steve, before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me working at the Game Day Hoops. Also, I'm at Steve Inman on Twitter and at Real Steve Inman on Instagram. Awesome. And everybody else, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts.